Ooh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your friendly neighborhood nutritionist, Connor Rhodes from slimsociety.co.uk, once again and as always, and today I am geared up for a fantastic discussion with my fabulous co-host, Lynn Robertson. Hello, Lynn. Hello, Connor. It's been too long. Hello, my dear. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. I'm very well. Um, but it seems ages since we did one of these. Well, yes, but you've been birthday celebrating, um, wedding anniversary celebrating, is that right? Not quite yet, Connor. I'm afraid to say that's yet to come. When is it, though? It's coming. It must be soon. That's July. That's the 25th of July. So, yes, so far, okay. I've had mega, mega, mega celebrations for my 60th birthday. Um, yes. Oh, my goodness me, the scales know it as well. I'm, I'm, <laughs> fight- <clears throat> I'm so fighting a battle. I'm trying, 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 trying when I can and trying even when I can't, if that makes sense. But, oh, they're creeping up, they're creeping up. And um, I've got to, well, all I can do is try my best. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's all you can ever do, my dear. If you try your yeah. best, then no, nobody can ask for more than that. I yeah. saw your check-in into the group um, <laughs> <laughs> where, where you wrote, I am checking in. That is all. <laughs> yeah. I thought I just can't even begin to say why I've not checked in for the last two or three days because of what I've done. And uh, It's just, I mean, it's wonderful, Connor. It is wonderful because, you know, I'm so glad to be alive. I'm so glad to be six day. I'm so glad that I've got such wonderful family and friends who are continuing to organise amazing things for me. And unfortunately, all of them include either alcohol and or food. Um, And I'm not going to turn them down because, you know, I've got friends who aren't in such fortunate um, situations right now. So you've got to live your life. We've said this all the way along. And I have absolutely categorically not, in inverted commas, fallen off the wagon, gone off it, Whatever other words we want to use, uh, my mind is still there. It's just that I can't turn down these wonderful things that people are doing for me. I understand you've got lots of celebrations coming up at the minute. I know you've not stopped caring, essentially, which is one way that we could Yes, say absolutely. You, yeah, yeah and I know that you've not stopped caring because you, you just joined the phone call by saying that you're noticing the weight going up and you're trying your best. Yeah. Um, which it's more difficult at some times than others. I've just um, been on a little trip myself. I've just been to Manchester for two days. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it was really nice. But do you know when I was, it was getting around to the time where we were um, getting ready to go for the train and go home, I was feeling quite sick <laughs> because, mm. I'd, because I'd eaten, I stayed in a hotel only, only two days. But I ate hotel breakfast and then ate mm. lunch out and then ate at a restaurant in the evening. And then, mm. you know, literally um, for like a day and a half, I was just eating out and eating restaurant food. And it's not that it doesn't taste nice because it does, but I just felt sick. By the time I got home, I'd never needed a protein shake and a multivitamin as much <laughs> in my life. <laughs> my body was just like, give me nutrition. Yeah. And I'm not saying I ate awful. I didn't like just order all the worst quality food and we went to nice quality restaurants etc but you know it's just yeah, I don't know. yeah. It, it gets to me I can feel it yeah yeah and, that, and that's it with me as well I mean I've decided to you know just have a very light breakfast today because of course today's Father's Day and then I'm out again this lunchtime 
uh, with. <laughs> so it's just it's like things are stacked up against me, but in a in a nice way, but in a in a bad way as far as weight's concerned, but in a nice way as far as um, socialising and, um, and having a nice time is concerned. So, and I know so, we've yeah. spoken about this, and this year you're you're looking to mostly just maintain weight if possible. And what yes. one of the things that I sent to you in a text, um, like via emojis, when we when we've been talking about and discussing sort of plans going ahead for you and taking into account your health and happiness with all these celebrations, etc., is that even weight maintenance is not a straight line. Like I, I wrote to you in a text, weight maintenance is not, and then on the next line down, dash 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 dash. Like I'm not expecting, yeah. you shouldn't expect every single weigh-in or week of yours that you'll just weigh the same. That's no. not going to happen. It's that some week or twos, you might have a few more. Um, you might be on holiday or you might have a few more, you know, events or meals out, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And your weight might be going up right now, but that doesn't mean over the next, I don't know, next month, you might be able to bring it back down a bit, yeah. you know, yeah. or maybe it even goes up this month and next month. And maybe it goes down for the next two months back to yeah. roughly where it was, et cetera. So it'll still be up and down even within the maintenance process for sure. So I wouldn't yeah. worry. No, I'm not going. To, well, I'm trying not to. I'm concerned, slightly concerned. I'm not worried if that makes well, sense. <laughs> no, I think that's appropriate, to be honest, because you yeah. can't not care about your health and not pretend that weight gain's not real or that you want that kind of thing to happen. Because I know for your personal goals, you don't. I'm not no. saying any, other people can do whatever they want. It's how they feel. But I know for your goals, you don't want that to happen. No. But no. you also do want to enjoy all these celebrations. And we've also just survived the almost nearly end of the world. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. No celebrations that on top of it. No, yeah, yeah, no holidays. And now, okay, you're on a bit of the rebound, but you've got to enjoy your life, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, so worrying would just make enjoying your life worse. So we'll try not to do that. But if you're not like, I like what you said, cautious. Did you, cautious concerned, I said. Concerned. Slightly concerned, oh. yeah. Concerned, yeah, yeah, that's good. Mild concerned, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you to keep, we could call it mindfulness. Yeah. It's a more positive way of the same thing. We're, yeah. We've still got eyes on the issue, shall we say. Absolutely, absolutely. And of um, course, both both my daughters are, are now part of the programme. Um, we were having quite a big discussion, the three of us, the other day about the fact that, of course, they're involved in a lot of the things that are happening with me. You know, so they're, you know, they were involved in a, a trip that we had out yesterday. Um, and they've, you know, they've been involved in most of my birthday celebrations. Of course, mm. they're involved in the Father's Day thing today and they'll be involved in the anniversary thing and that. And we were all talking about mindfulness and about all we can do to survive in inverted commas these wonderful events is to try to be on it when we can so that we can be off it a bit when we can't and, and that would uh, be balanced wouldn't it that's exactly yeah it. and we were all saying the same that you know well i'm not gonna have any breakfast today well i'm not gonna have any breakfast tomorrow and i'm gonna try and not not do this at lunch times and it was a you know a very interesting conversation compared to conversations that we've had in the past you know about weight and oh, what we're going to do now and it's going up and all this you know we were all on the same page that all we can do is the best that we can when we can and uh, you know we've had many discussions about all of that haven't we Connor about do it when you can yeah and I think that's really nice that you've got good mindfulness and teamwork and support as a family there because you all care about your health you all care about your weight that's why you're all thinking about it you're all trying to make health and weight improvements but you all want to enjoy life as well so it's nice that you're working together as a team and having mm. what's what sounds like positively slanted discussions like not oh woe is us oh my god the weight's going up but what can we do okay I'm going to try a bit of this okay I'm going to try and eat healthy here and there because I know we're going out on this day and that day sort of thing Absolutely. 
Absolutely, yes. And as I say, conversations like that in the past have been along the lines of, oh, let's just forget it until next January and then we'll have a really, really good burst next January. So let's just forget it and have a fabulous time over the next few months. And that thinking has gone out the windows. Yeah. Well, good because good, well, it's June. Come on now. No, no but yeah, we, would, we would have had those conversations. We would have said, well, we've got that going on in August and we've got that going on in October, which we have. You know, we've got events yeah. going right yeah. up until the end of October. So we could have said, well, by the time it comes to the end of October, it's nearly Christmas. And by the time it's Christmas, we might as well start again in January. <laughs> and and we've had, you know, we would have had I that know. conversation. We would. Yeah. And we would have said, well, we'll all support each other in January and we'll start something new and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And this time it's sort of like, right, you know, what can we do? What, what Let's do this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, even though we can't do it on Thursday. And, you know, we've sort of gone like that and we're all on the same page. So it's good. That's really good. good. Yeah, that is really good. I'm sure that you and your family, like everyone, um, in terms of the weight loss and the healthy eating, et cetera, have started again in January enough times to know that doesn't work. That's not a good plan. (laughs) Every year, Connor, every year in my adult life. This year you've got something going on in July and August and whenever the other times you said (laughs) were, but what what do you think will happen next year? It'll be the same. It'll be the same. And if you start again in January, another year will have gone past this year where nothing gets done. Yeah. Won't it? Another year, year up. Yeah, another year's gone past. Nothing's got done again. And what makes you, what's make, I don't know what makes anybody think that January is going to be easier when it's dark, cold, icy, raining, it's back to work. <laughs> like, what we, why don't we just take all the shit on at once and then wonder why yeah. we struggle, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Anyway, oh, well. anyway, um, we've got a great topic today. Haven't we? We've we got have. a great topic. We've got a great topic. We're going to be we're going to be talking about Slimming World, a topic that mm. maybe everybody who listens to this podcast is aware of in some shape or form, I guess. Won't they? I would think um, so. I would think, I would think so. so. Yeah. Most of the members that we coach at Slum Society have, have tried Slimming World before, haven't they? Um ju- just sheer due to the fact that they're more famous than us. Yep. Yeah, so most people, by the time they find out who I am, they've already tried Slumming World, um, sometimes with success, sometimes with not. So most, nearly everybody on our program has some experiences with Slumming World. Um, you're a, y- yes, yes, an active member and focusing on your own weight loss journey at Slum Society too, but you're also a supporting coach, um, yeah. aren't you, at the same time? And you used to be a Slumming World consultant. Yeah, I did. Is that... Is that- is that the right word, um, consultant? It, it was when I was there. I, I don't know now. I mean, as I said to you, I, I'm very happy and very interested in having this discussion. However, it was some time ago when I was a consultant. And How long um, ago was it, if you don't mind saying? I'm not, I, was I, don't trying, know. I, I was trying to work this out. I, I've been a member of Slimming World many, many times, as lots of people okay. have, you know. Uh, I've rejoined and rejoined and rejoined as, as many times as I, well, I just can't even begin to say. But at one point, I became a Slimming World consultant and mm. had two classes. Uh, and I've worked it out. It was when my youngest daughter was about two or three, and she's coming up 29 now. So it was like 20 odd years ago um, that I became a consultant and, and started up my own new class and then I took on another class of someone that was leaving so I took on an an established class and I set one up of of my own as well so yeah it was 20 odd years ago but since then 
when I stopped being a consultant, I still rejoined many times as a member. So I've got up-to-date-ish mm. information as being that a member, sense. but being a consultant was some time ago, yeah. So was it red and green days when you were a consultant? Yes, it was red and green days when I was a consultant, but it, it did um, it did change just as I was um, stopping being a consultant into, I think they called it Extra Easy. I'm not sure what it's called now. I think it was called Extra Easy when they merged the two books together. Uh, but fascinating. it's fascinating. I could actually talk about it forever. I know that you know that about most subjects. I could talk forever. But on this particular subject, I could actually talk forever. So, yeah. Well, that's why I'm really excited to have this discussion. So to put a little bit of background to it, I suppose we should say why we're going to talk about Slumming World on this discussion. And I guess it's because at Slum Society, we talk about all different diets. Uh, so, of course, we're, of course, we're going to talk about the most popular one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's literally a matter of fact. Slumming World are the UK's most popular um, weight loss program. Do you, do you know, this is just pop quiz, there's no reason you should know this, I guess, how many members they've got at Slumming World right now, sort of thing? No would idea. You want, would you want to take a guess? Oh, I would say a hundred thousand. It's not a good guess. I'm not going to lie. Oh. <laughs> it's one million. Wow. It's it's literally nine hundred thousand plus. It's close to a milli. Do you know that we've only got seventy million people? One in seven. One in every seventy people <laughs> is wow. is using Slimming World. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what Google tells me anyway. That's literally what it says on the internet. I've looked up um, some background facts about Slumming World from some from Wikipedia, some from their own Slumming World actual webpage, etc. Um, did you know Slumming World started in 1969? I think I did know that, actually. I think yeah. we might have learned that on our training, but yes. In, in Derbyshire, so yeah. Yorkshire, yeah, close to South Yorkshire where we are. Um, mm-hmm. right Started now, lovely. by a lady called Margaret Miles Bramwell. That's true. That's true. She's still the head of Slumming World now, I believe. Yeah. Um, there's accordingly, again, these are stats from either their website or w- Wikipedia or the internet. There's 3,500 um, Slumming World consultants. Wow. And 10,000 groups. So mm-hmm. each consultant must have on average three groups or something, which makes sense, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And accordingly, they've got 1 million active clients. And accordingly, they've they've been referred more than 100,000 clients directly from the NHS. Mm. Yeah. Mm, because they are... Um, now it's kind of changing, but for a long, long time, they've been one of the only external sort of places that the NHS would refer anybody to for weight loss. It was literally the GP could tell you to, they, 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 they can tell you to now, quote unquote, go search for or join local weight loss clubs or something like that, or local weight loss groups, the GP is allowed to refer you to, or they can say, go to Slumming World. And in some places, depending on where you live, the GP can give you like a, I think it's like a 12 week free um, oh, really? like some, yeah, Slumming World membership. Yeah, yeah. I think you can get twelve weeks free, or you get twelve weeks like half price or something. Mm-hmm. But 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 the GP can recommend that you. It depends on where you live. It depends um, on the area, etc. 
like yeah. which different different counties have and um, stuff have different things going on. Mm. But you can be referred mm. to Slumming World from the NHS. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just we're just discussing Slumming World. Um, I've put in the I've put in the discussion. I'm kind of joking. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Obviously, I'm yeah. just copying that yeah. from the flipping movie title. Uh, but we're going to yeah. go through positives. We're going to go through negatives. We've got some. Well, I've I've got four main areas to talk about. Um, I wanted to talk about what do people like about Slumming World? Like, why is it the most popular program? Um, and what are the things that they do that people also enjoy? Like, which parts mm. of Slumming World do people like? Um, yeah. I wanted to talk about which things some people don't like. Obviously, it's not everyone. Um, but which parts of Slumming World do people find not the most pleasing sometimes? And then I want to talk about what do I like as a nutrition professional? What parts of Slumming World... Um, from an external professional perspective, do I think are a good idea? And I do think they've got a lot of good ideas. Like I called my program Slim Society half and half copying Slimming World. And I also mm-hmm. made the logo pink and also went for a group training or coaching sort of format like them on purpose to copy them because I do mm-hmm. believe they do a lot of things right. And there's a reason they are popular and that they do get results with people. They do, they do good things. So I've literally stolen some of their ideas myself when originally setting up my program because I didn't pull the program out of nowhere. I looked at what are, what are other people doing, you know, in the weight loss world. And I thought, okay, I'll take a bit, I'll take a bit of what they're doing from there. I like this from that. I like this from that area. I think this is the best bit from that. People like this about this. So I already took into account all these things about slumming world, about what do people like about it? Okay. I'll use those bits. What don't people like about it? Okay, I won't do those bits. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so then, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, some things that I think maybe are not the best about Slumming World from a external professional perspective. Um, where, yeah. where were you? Where were you thinking we would go with the conversation? Um, well, I was going to tell you because you you said that you obviously had never really been a member yourself yeah, and, and what that was really like what happens you know what what you're taught and what being being a member really means what's expected of you that kind of thing i wanted to mm. talk a bit from a consultant's perspective as to some of my experiences being a consultant mm. um but also some of the things that i learned um in both of those roles, in being a member and a, um, a consultant. But also, I want to really explore how it works, how the diet does actually work. Because in some ways, if you um, take it in its literal sense, where there's so many foods that are free and that you can eat them in unlimited quantities, how on earth can you lose weight? Because at the end of the day, unless you're drinking water, every single item has a calorie value. So so now I know more from a calorie and a nutritional perspective. I now question how it works, but I also have my own views on that as to why I think it does work. So I wanted to, to sort of talk about that side of it as well, why it works and how it works and... Um, well, that that is that is really what I wanted to cover, but also some sort of amusing things as well about um, what used to happen in classes. Well, yeah, I think that sounds like a great place to start. And one of the things I say about Slumming World is that it does work, but it doesn't work for everyone, which is kind of what yeah. you're saying. That's why it gets confusing for some people, and that's why some people find it great and they do lose weight, and some people find not much or no success, uh, yeah. depending. But, but I think you're... I think your areas are a great place to start. Talk to us first then 
about what it's like being a Slumming World member and then maybe what it's like progressing into being a coach or no sorry a consultant um is is the word that they use and i've checked on the website and it it does say consultant quite often even like okay right now sort of thing they're using the word consultant as well um and what it's like to progress to that maybe what it's a bit what it's like in terms of working for them what kind of education Mm. what kind Mm. of support did they give you what was it like to actually run the group and to get people in and how did you support people etc but first first talk to us a little bit about and i'm sure a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this what it's like to be a slumming world member okay so from as i say things changed a lot in the multiple times i was a member so when i first became a member as you mentioned earlier you had two completely separate uh, books that you were given. One was a red book and one was a green book. Um, and you could ch- you could choose any of those diets and you could uh, mix and match them, but not on the same day. So you could do red one day, green the day after, or you could do all green or all red. Um, and the red diet was, um, you know, now looking back, I can understand it a lot more. At the time, it was the red and green diet, you know, but... Um, the red diet was um, protein based, yeah. so it was all meat, fish, eggs, um, so uh, and some sort of like lentil type things. But it was mainly that you could eat as much as you wanted of the following things, and it was things like pork, chicken, bacon, ham, roast beef, you know that kind of stuff. Every fish and seafood, shellfish, all that under the sun. So you could eat as much of any of that as you wanted at any time of day. So that was the red. And then on the green, it was what is primarily carbohydrates. And this Mm -hmm. is the bit that I need to sort of question more as well. So the green was more pasta, potatoes, rice, lentils. You could eat as much as you wanted of any of those. So that was that was the difference between the red and green. On both of them, you had what was called A and B choices. And on both of them, you could have one A and one B, I think. I understand now it's two A's and one B, but whatever it is, the A was the calcium choice and the B was the fiber choice. Now, yeah, on the green... These are now called healthy extras, aren't they? I they're called now. healthy extras now, yeah. But on the green, the B choice used to be the protein and on the the red the B choice used to be the carbohydrate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But now, now that they've merged them both together, then it's it's called the fiber choice is the B one. So basically, I, you, I was very much a, a red person. Yeah, I, I like the, the meat and that. The green was mainly, mainly, I think, for vegetarians. So it was mainly saying, you know, if you're vegetarian, then you'd follow the green one. But there's no reason why. Nobody else could follow the green one as well. Okay, so just so, a quick question, just yes. for just just for my clarity, like in the red book, is it yeah. literally only protein? Like, there's no carbs, there's no veg, there's no fruit, there's no in that diet. Right. You're, just, you're on you're on basically protein no, in your diet. No, oh, no, okay. veg was veg was also free, but only certain veg. So on the okay. red, the veg was free. That was non carbohydrate type if you know what i mean i don't know what i mean by that but potatoes sweet potatoes sweet corn they weren't free Uh, peas were like high fiber green style vegetables yes yes so high fiber green style vegetables were free on the red on the green all of the others were free so on the red for, for example you could have bacon eggs mushrooms tomatoes for breakfast and that would all be free Right. 
Yeah. So that's on the red, right? And then at lunchtime, you could have ham, egg, salad, and that would all be okay. free. And then yep. in the evening, you could have roast beef, green beans, um, broccoli, blah, 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 blah. And that would be all free. And then in the evening, if you were hungry, you could eat a whole chicken if you wanted to. So you yeah, could it sounds like a low-carb diet, basically. It's a, it's a protein yeah. and veg diet. Yeah. yeah. So you could, in the evening, if you were hungry, actually go and buy a roast chicken from Morrison's, take the skin off. You know, there was all things like that that you had to take off the skin. You had to remove all visible fat. Um, all that type of stuff. So, you t- you know, you made it as lean as possible. But then you okay. could eat that whole chicken. Then you could go back and have, you know, a piece of roast beef. Then you could go back and eat some prawns. Then you could go. So all of that, none of that would need to be weighed, measured or counted yeah. Yeah. Right? in any shape or form. So you could eat all of that. On the green, as I say, on there, um, you could eat, you know, pasta, potatoes, rice, blah, 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 blah. Now, that, that was the basis, but then you also were given, well, given, you had to buy a book that gave you other packaged foods that were also free, right? And this okay. is where so many people who listen to this will start saying, I know, I, you know, I could never understand that part either. So, for example, a tin of corned beef was free on the red. Okay. Tin of corned beef that's full of fat. I've got all that fat in it. Mm. So a tin of corned beef was free. On the green, packets of savoury rice, packets of pasta and sauce were also free. Mm. Right? Packet, uh, tins of macaroni cheese were free. So they were on, on the green. So you got this massive, massive booklet where you could look it up alphabetically or what have you and find packaged foods that were also free. So... That's how it all worked to start with. That that was the diet. And it sort of changed as time went on because people are very clever. And what they used to do is make recipes using all these different things. And you'd have this really high calorie, high fat recipe that somebody would come up with using all these packaged ingredients. Absolutely. And I think that, that Slimming World then realised that Actually, that people weren't going to lose weight when they started like use, using all these packages to make things. So, for example, the, on the red, there was this thing called the Slimming World quiche that you could make. And people used to make it using a tin of corned beef. So you'd put a tin of corned beef in, maybe some bacon, then some eggs, then a tub of um, zero-fat cottage cheese, because that was also free. And you'd make this massive quiche. And then you could tell everybody that you could eat the whole quiche and it would be free. You could have it mm. as a, a by-the-way meal and that. But, of course, you know, corned beef is is really, really um, high-calorie, et cetera. So, so that, that was the basis of the diet, and you could make whatever recipes you wanted to out of it. Um, and and the, as, as far as the class was concerned, you used to pay a joining fee. So you'd pay an amount of money, 5.95, 6.95, something like that, to join. And then you'd pay a weekly class fee. Yeah. And you could, and I believe that you still can, buy like a 10-week or a 12-week program. And something like you pay for 10 weeks and get two weeks free or something like that. And that's okay. called a, ca- a countdown. So you get what pay that. Oh, I advance, believe that still just, exists, yeah. Yeah, so you just take your card with you and you get your card stamped sort of thing. Um, and then uh, basically you go to a class once a week. So your class might be on a Wednesday night at half past six or something. You go to that class 
Um, you stand in a queue, you get weighed. Um, that's changed over the years. It used to be the consultant that weighed you, but now they have sort of, um, I don't know, <laughs> members who sort of have different jobs in the class and things. So some of those are do the weighing. So you, you get weighed and then you've got two choices then. You either get weighed, go home or get weighed and stay to class. Yeah. And of course, they encourage you to stay to the class. And what you ought to, because you're paying your money, but lots and lots of people, the majority of people get weighed and walk out. So basically they're paying their, however much it is, four ninety five nine five ninety five a week to get weighed. And then weighed they and walk follow in. the book, yeah. Get weighed, follow the book, walk out of the door again. Um, but yeah, can course, I just say I saw some stats online that Slumming World say I can't remember exactly what it was now, but Slumming World themselves say that people stay who stay to the groups lose like something like fifty percent more weight than people who don't on average, or something like that. Like some significant portion more, like they've, yeah. they've checked sort of thing. Yeah, and I, and I I'm sure that that's true. I'm sure that that will. Well, I'm sure they can't say it if it's not true, but I'm sure well, I'm that sure it will be well. true because unless you stay to class. You don't learn anything. You don't, and when I say learn, you don't find out about anything new that's coming along. Or, yeah. you know, quite often in that class, you know, the beginning of the class, the consultant will tell you things like, oh, just to let you know that corn, corn beef isn't free anymore. So you can't have that. Or cottage cheese, you've now got to count this for it. Or by the way, next week we're bringing out a new recipe book. Or week yeah. on Friday, we're having our slimmer of the month's meet yeah so you'd get a, a chunk of information that you would never get if you just got weighed and walked out um plus the fact that you'd have this um this class after class thing or whatever you'd call it so it, it was called image therapy and i think i've mentioned yeah. this to you before it's called yeah. image therapy i don't know if it still is now but I as a consultant, is, yeah. I was taught, and I don't know how many people know this or how many consultants even remember it, but the image stood for individual motivation and group experience. Which is really good because just if it's just called image therapy, that sounds really strange. I don't even know what connotations that has, like therapy about the way you look. I mean, well, they're, not they're, not, they're not qualified to be doing that. But with the acronym, it makes sense. And I like the acronym. Uh, it makes sense. It and makes I, sense. Like I like the acronym. And it's like stuck in my brain 20 odd years later on. But I've mm. never mentioned that to anybody who has heard it before. Mm. So I don't think that that is ever said these days or at all i don't think it's i don't think you know I, I was once told it it stuck in my brain i used it as a consultant i don't believe anybody ever uses it so i'd be interested actually if anybody listening says i've never heard that before or that they have heard it before yeah so leave on a say, comment ladies and gentlemen yeah. if you're listening leave us on comment let us know what you think yeah because as you say as a as an acronym it's great as a just image therapy whatever so then what happens then the consultant literally goes round the room one by yeah. one and yeah. and you know lots of people call it you know the the minute of shame or the you know <laughs> the what whatever you call it and what used to happen with me because it was all manual when i did it, it was all handwritten stuff where it's all computerized you've got ipads and all that now but you know i used to go down and say where's joe no joe's not stayed to class right tick her off oh where's Connor, oh, there you are, Connor. Hi, Connor. Well, this week, Connor's lost three pounds. Let's give Connor a big round of applause for losing three pounds. Yay! So Yay. come on then, Connor, tell us how you did it. And 
regardless of what you thought of that, you did used to pick up lots of hints and tips. You know, somebody has said, well, I've discovered this week that if you do this, that, 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 and that, well, this can happen and that can happen. Or, you know, a few of us went for a walk this week and what we found was that blah, 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 blah. So during that conversation or or that, you know, half an hour, you'd pick up bits of things that you think, oh, oh, they might say, you know, Morrison's have got an offer on today and they can have five tubs of cottage cheese for the price of four or something. You think, oh, what, is that the one down at Hillsborough? Yeah, the one down at Hillsborough. Oh, great, I'll go there on my way home. So you'd pick up those bits of information by staying to the class. Um, However, of course, you'd then get to somebody who had put on £2 that week yeah. And then you go, right then, Lynn. Um, so you've I, I, when I was a consultant, I never used to say, you've put on £2 this week. I used to say, you've had a little gain this week. <laughs> I used to find yeah. that that was so much easier to say, you know, uh, you've had a little gain this week. Do you want to talk us through it? And some people would say, no, I don't want to talk about it. And then you'd have to say, oh, come on, come on, you know, you must tell us about it. You know, Mm. I must force you to tell me Mm. why you've put on £2 this week. And then you'd have people crying, you'd have people shouting, you'd have people laughing, you'd have people feeling, you know, sad and and all the rest of it. And then they'd say, well, you know, I had seven pints the other night and I had 15 pints the the night before and there's no wonder I put on £2. Or there'd be people saying, I have absolutely no idea. I yeah. just really don't know. And you go, well, you must know. You must know. Come on. Why have you put on the... So anyway, I'm not talking about myself here. I'm talking about in general how that worked. And then the last thing that you were that you had to say to somebody was, and can you, t- can you give um, a, what to a prediction, basically, of what you're going to do next week? And then somebody would say, I'm going to lose one pound. I'm going to lose two pound. I'm going to lose whatever. Um, um, I'll be happy if I stay the same because it's my birthday next week. And then some people would say, I don't know. I don't want to give a prediction. And you'd say, you have to because you have to. And then they might say, well, you know, I I don't really know. And then you might say, well, you don't have to give a, a weight loss target. You could say something else. And then they might say, I'm going to try and walk more. Oh, I'm going to try to avoid having alcohol on ch- Tuesday or something. And then you'd sort of, that, that would be an acceptable um, answer. And then you leave and then the same thing happens the week after. And basically in between classes, there was nothing in those days. There was nothing. Until you came the week after, there was nothing. However, now I know that there's Facebook groups and things like that that are set up where people can interact with each other on the Facebook groups. I'm going to stop a minute there because I know I've been nattering a lot there. So that's my that's my experience as a member, um, and that's that's how it was. That sounds really good. Um, the red and green day thing, I understand why they've changed that because it's it doesn't sound that smart. <laughs> I mean, it sounds no. it's, it sounded not bad when you described what you did, like you. And you understood how it should be done, essentially. Like you said, oh, you could have, what did you say, a ham and egg salad for lunch and then roast beef yeah. and vegetables for your evening. That sounds great. That's a nice balanced, healthy diet. You can have low carbs if you want, you know, et cetera. Yeah. That sounds good. But then you're quite right. If you start putting out, really, these are just their own food rules. These are just food rules that they've decided. You can have this. You can't have that. This is this. This is that. This is free. This is not. Um, if you start doing that, like you said, people will 
find a way around the rules or they'll find things that they're, they're allowed to do technically. It's not really finding a way around the rules. The rules state you can do this and this. So they're, like you said, making combinations of things and finding ways to create proper meals out of things, which kind of is the idea, but it's quite non-specific, isn't it? So I get why yes. they've changed. Yeah, I get why they've changed that. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so now, just, just to be clear that that was a long time ago, now they've changed it so that they're, there isn't a red or a green anymore, although they no. do tell people that if they've got those books from the past, they can still use them and, and what have you. Mm. Um, but it's all merged together now, and it's called, I think it's called the Extra Easy. It might be called something else. And now... On their, on their website, they call it food optimization. Yeah, no, yes, it was, yeah, okay. So, But what it means now is that red and green are merged, which means that... And this is a bit that I, I never really understand, and this is a bit I'd like to explore later, is now you can have freely, and I'll, I'll put that in inverted commas because I'll clarify that in a minute, you can have the green and the red all freely. So you can now have potatoes, sweet potatoes, pasta, rice, as well as all the lean meat, fish, eggs, cottage cheese, as you want freely. So all the bits about, well, yeah, but th this means it's a low carb and this means it's a low this and this means that, suddenly goes out of the window because they're all merged together now, meaning that you can have any of those at any time freely. But they then put in place, however, a third of your plate has to contain speed foods. And suddenly this, this idea of speed foods came into being. Yeah. And speed foods are very very low calorie vegetables yeah. so it's things like you know the broccolis and the cauliflower and um uh cabbage that kind of stuff or salad yeah. you know lettuce tomatoes cucumber a third of your food has to be that so suddenly the concept that you can eat as much of the food as you want to freely without weighing or measuring has gone away in some ways because now you can only eat two-thirds of a plate's worth you know what I mean? So it's free, as in you don't have to weigh it, measure it, count it. Sounds like you just need to get a big plate. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if you've got a plate the size of a small table, fill one third yeah. of it, then you can fit loads of food on it. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I understand but what, what you mean. But what I'm yeah, saying is not just suddenly, letting you eat unlimited. No. So suddenly the whole free unlimited, that word, you know, free unlimited whenever you want, how much of you want, stuff your face until whatever, you know, in, in I'm thinking of how people think of that. Suddenly now it's two thirds of a plate of X. However, if you're hungry in between meals, then you can still go for a whole cooked chicken or you start, but still there's the, but you didn't ought to, you ought to only. So I think there's, there's I think there's caveats now around things that weren't there before once they merged the the red and green together. I think I haven't been a member for a long time, so it's hard for me to talk from personal experience. But that's what they brought in when they merged together the red and green because people used to call them like brown days then. You know, it was like red and green together. But <laughs> but uh, you, you know, when when they merged it together, suddenly you were two thirds of a plate of something as opposed to as much of and of course when you go back to my original thing as to bacon eggs mushrooms tomatoes you know what what do you do then is it you is it your mushrooms and your tomatoes that are your third of your plate then 
and your bacon and your egg are your two thirds then. And it sort of gets a bit, mm-hmm. little bit confusing in, in my mind when you get to that point. I agree. That's what I mean about the strange food rules. Like once you make these food rules that are not, this is that, this is not actually how weight loss works. It's got nothing to do with like portions or spe- on, on your plate of like one third this or the thirds that. It's got nothing to do no. with free foods or sins or red or green. None of this is actually real to the body or no. biology. It's no. just Slimming World's rules. And then, yeah, you can start to nitpick a part of it, can't you? And you can start to think more you think about it, the less sense it makes. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the more caveats you'll be able to find around it. It's good that they've okay. introduced some more sort of caveats like you said because they need some <laughs> yes <laughs> you know? yes yeah and of course them. this this started the the big big bugbear that a lot of people have had and i know some people have mentioned this in our group is that um fruit used to be free mm. so fruit was free and so of course and you know some people can eat a lot of fruit you know apples oranges bananas pears you know what have you so fruit was free and people could eat that as, as many, as much or as many as it was. And then suddenly they realised that people were then using like 10 oranges, squeezing yeah. them and making a glass of orange juice out of it. And then using another 10 oranges and making another glass of orange juice out of it. And the, um, suddenly, you know, that became an issue. And there was loads of reasons around this, speculated reasons as to, um, is it allowed to mash fruit or, or squeeze fruit or take skins off fruit and cook it and do all this and the other? And as a consultant, there were masses and masses of discussions about this. And people like me, who are very questioning and analytical people, used to ask all the time, why are we having all these discussions? What does it matter whether it's mashed, squeezed, you know, whatever? And it was like, you know, well, it, you, you, they can't pe- people can't have it if it's mashed or squeezed or cooked or whatever. They can only have it if it's in its raw form. And I used to say, but why is that? Well, because that's it. That's that you just got to tell people that. And I used to say, but, but I can't. You know, I need to understand why. Why can they have a banana but not a mashed up banana? Mm. Well, because they, they, they're, they're not allowed to do that. I never really got an answer. Until I did speak to someone who explained it in a way that I understood, but I don't know whether it was ever her, just her view. But what she said, and I do get this, and I'm sure you'll get this as well, is that if you eat an orange, I'll say an orange because it, they're more easy to squeeze, if you know what I mean. But if you eat an orange, you will get fuller, I believe, because of the consistency of it and the chewing of it. So as you're chewing and as you're swallowing and as the, the your body then has to work at breaking it down, you would get fuller quicker eating the orange as an orange than you would squeezing 10 oranges and drinking it as 10 oranges. Yep, you're exactly right. It's if that makes sweet- sense. Yeah, it does. It's because there's no fibre going into it. When you eat the orange, right. you eat the, the fibre with it, yeah. Yes, Slimming and World, also... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say Slimming World, um, base what's free and what's not based on two main factors. One is calorie density and the other one's satiety. Yes, um, yes. So they're looking at how many calories has it got in it versus how much you get or how easy is it to consume sort of thing yes. and how much does it fill you up. So if we think about whole fruit, how many oranges could you eat before you're bored of it or feel sick? Probably yeah. not that many. Again, some no. people some people love fruit, like you said. Some people, they might be thinking 20, and that might be true. Like for me, I can eat a lot of meat. 
I'm not even yeah. kidding. I, I can eat a yeah. lot of meat. I think it's great and it never upsets my stomach and I find it really great if it's cooked nicely, etc. So unlimited meat for me, I could eat a lot of meat and eggs where I could overeat my calories, definitely. Some people might yes. be thinking that on fruit, but in general, yeah. it's unlikely, isn't it? So, so Whereas I think, if, I think if you start fits, mashing... Yeah. Yeah. So, go on, sorry. No, so I was going to say, so for example, an apple, you would eat an apple and like you say, you know, you would eat it and you'd feel slightly full and quite sort of um, satisfied with an apple. You might go and have a second apple straight after, but unlikely. However, if you peeled five apples and, and chopped them up and yep. stewed them and, and ate it like that, you could, you could eat five apples worth in, in like a stewed apple. Oh, def- oh you- definitely. Do you know what's yeah, even but- shown in studies? When things are cut into segments, people eat more of them. So, you know, if you gave people five apples and put it in front of them, they probably wouldn't eat five. But if you cut up five apples into like tiny little whatever, I don't yeah. know what shape that is, but into the little segments of an apple yes. kind of thing, yes. then, pe- then people just pick at them and they'll eat more and more and more. Yeah. But the, mm-hmm. but the problem was, was that but from the top all the way down the chain of consultants and members and everything, the, the message never really got out there properly. So it was like, you can have uh, fruit if it's in its original form, but you can't have it if it's mashed, chopped, baked or whatever. And yeah. everybody used to make up their own rules around why that was. And yeah. then you had all these ridiculously stupid things coming out like, well, it's because it, you know, it's, it's got this in it or it's that or it's that. Oh, well, I'm still Chemicals doing it anyway. and this and the other thing. Yeah. And people yeah. say, well, I'm just, I'm just going to still do it anyway because it makes no sense. How can it be free if you have it as, as a, in your hand an apple, but it's not free yeah. if you cook it? Well, I'm just going <laughs> to still carry on cooking it then. Yeah. And that's why people misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, misunderstood bent the rules didn't bend the rules because they didn't really understand the rules to start with and it's all it's anyway that it's that fruit was a a big big bone of contention as a member and as a consultant yeah it still is nowadays people still find that confusing and it half makes sense and half doesn't but what what this all sounds like to me is that there's too many rules and there's a lot of caveats and only half of them make sense. And it makes sense in some ways, but it depends how you look at it. So it's just quite confusing. This is free. This is a sin. This is a speed. This is a healthy yep. extra. This is yep. flipping free then, but not then. And then, oh, if, yep. oh, remember how much people kicked off when Muller lights were free and then weren't? Oh, my yep. God. Yeah, because yep. people would eat 15 Muller lights in a day or something. <laughs> yeah. And once Wouldn't again, me? people would do something with the more light. They'd, they'd use it in cooking and make it into something else. And then they they'd use four of them or something. Yeah, but and they would. Suddenly, <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly realize, thinking, well, I'm not losing weight and they're supposed to be free. Yeah, because yeah, technically they are following the rules. Yeah. But it d- yeah. Yeah, but it just doesn't make sense in terms of calories, does it? No, but it's interesting what you've just said. Far too many rules, blah, 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 blah. But that's not how people see slimming world initially people think they it's simple it. i think it's simple she don't have think. to wait it's the least simple thing i've ever count. heard in my life like yeah. like wait like count like weighing something is more confusing than this is free this is a sin this is a healthy yeah. extra there's none of these all this stuff's real the weight of no. something's just the weight of something but i know yeah. they put it forward and people even think oh it's a simple diet it is not a simple diet there's no. There's, no, no. there's no way they change the rules all the time as well what's free what's not free how many you have to remember how many sins everything is i thought we didn't have to count anything sorry but, yeah. we have to, but we have to we have to remember all look up and then add together how many sins we're spending per day and how many we've had per week or whatever if you're portioning it that way. Oh, really now? 
I thought we yeah. weren't counting. And the thing There's is, as well, Connor, rules. yeah, and the <laughs> thing is, you know, we've talked about this as well in, in our group and what have you, about the word sins. The word sin, I mean, you know, once again, I think that that stands for something, but I can't remember what it, it is. It stands now. for thinking, synergy. Right. Okay. Okay. Syn- synergy that, with an S Y N sort of E R G Y thing going on. That makes no sense. Synergy of what? I don't even get that. Of of the foods that you want with the healthy foods, I guess. Look, it makes no sense, okay? I don't know why I'm trying to defend them because it's a bad idea. Okay, so so, so it's called sins, which obviously has a connotation around that word. It does, because you think of the S-I-N. A slice of bread is classed as a sin. A slice of bread is classed as a sin. Uh, You know, a cereal, um, you know, um, all brown or whatever, is classed as a sin if you're not having it as the healthy extra. How can a slice of bread be a sin if, you, if you're saying bad foods, vicious foods, evil foods or whatever? How can a slice of bread or a bowl of old bran be naughty or bad or, or, or what have you? So, you know, it's not like sins are sweets, chocolates, alcohol. Sins are any, any food that is not free. It's classed as a sin. So if you wanted, you know, two ounces of cheddar cheese grated up and you didn't have it as your healthy extra, then that's classed as a sin. So those bits are really, really bad messages, I think, to tell somebody that if you want some cheese or milk or um, uh, cereal or bread outside of your healthy extra choice, you have to sin value them. Yeah, because everything, so, so like, like bad- you said, every, everything's free or got a sin value unless it's in those extra categories. And then if you want yes. more of the extra categories, then that's got a sin value as well. It's flipping complicated. It's like, what are we yeah. talking about? Sorry, none of this is real. <laughs> yeah. These are all just yeah. very strange, confusing food rules. And you're quite right. Yeah, the, the sin, it stands for synergy. And it's supposed to be the synergy between like, I don't know, treat foods and the healthy foods or something. But when mm-hmm. it's called sins, it's not, you don't think S-Y-N. You think S-I-N, don't you? You think yeah, sin, like, oh, it's bad. Oh, I'm having the naughty foods. Um, yeah. This this is one of the main knocks on Slimming World um, from nutrition professionals is that, and even from members themselves, because people have said it to me a thousand times, that it, it that kind of thing, th- calling this a healthy extra and these things free makes them sound great, and then calling everything else a sin makes them sound bad. Now yeah. you're creating, you're creating this good, bad, like partition between what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. And this is a bad situation for people to be in because then when they start eating the things that are sins, they feel like, oh, I'm being bad, I'm being naughty, oh, I'm off track. Yes. And then, then yes. they, sometimes that makes people want to rebel and do it even more. Yeah. Doesn't it? And it starts yes. to create this very strange negative food relationship with good versus bad foods. Where I saw you comment literally to a lady in our, group like yesterday or the day before um explaining that there aren't really any good or bad foods and this lady thought i think she wrote that she thought dates were a bad food yeah yeah i'm like being really had something really naughty and had some dates i mean that's really awful that somebody actually actually truly believes that and that's really well somebody's taught her that haven't they somebody's taught her that maybe why because it's i don't know fruit or maybe because it's dried fruit because it's sweet because it tastes sweet yeah yeah why is any of this bad so i saw you put a really nice comment just explaining well there's not really any good or bad foods there's higher calorie foods and lower calorie foods and there's more yeah. there's higher yeah. nutrition containing foods and lower nutrition containing foods but that doesn't make any of them better or worse no. than any of the others does it And it's everything in balance that's right yeah but coming back to if, if i say about being a consultant now um 
from a consultant perspective, I went on a, a proper training course. Can't remember how many days worth it was. I went on a training course, which was really, really good. But it sort of taught you how to be an administrator of a class, if that makes sense. What forms you had to fill in, um, what sort of if you know if you earned enough money that you had to pay tax, how you sort of sorted out your tax returns, um, how to do advertising. Uh, at that time, you had to pay for all your own advertising. I think I think Slimming will pay for that now. But um, you know what? How to seat people in a class? What the best way of doing that was? How to do it? So it was all about none of it none of it was about nutrition or about calories or about the diet itself or anything it was all about how to be a consultant how to you know go and find a, a decent room to hold your class in what the timings ought to be all that type of stuff which was incredibly useful and obviously you wouldn't have been able to yeah you need that too without yeah so I did all that and that was great and as I say I set up a class from scratch so I found this like back room in a um in a pub to use and decided what night I was going to have it on and what the timings were. And then I had to have all these leaflets printed and then I had to go and deliver all the leaflets around all the local area through people's letterboxes and uh, put posters up, you know, because at that time when I was one, there wasn't really any social media or anything like that. You had to do everything, sort of stick posters up in shop windows and, you know, in, in the um, in the pub itself saying, you know, new Slimming World class starting here and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, you were provided with all the um, the scales and that kind of thing. But even the books that you gave out to people, you had to buy those. They were only a few pence, but you did have to buy the books and that. And then you had to sort of go early, you know, and set up all your class and all that kind of thing. And then people would start coming through the door. Um, the, the difficulty of being a consultant is exactly what you'd imagine it to be. It's when people aren't losing weight and you really don't know what to say to them. Because mm. all you know is how the diet is meant to work. So you question people in this image therapy as to, you know, I put on two pounds this week. Okay, can you think of why that might be? And, you know, as I say, they might say, well, I've had three birthday parties and 15 pints of lager. And you go, well, okay, then that's it then, you know, because that obviously is it. Because obviously lager isn't a free food and therefore that must have been what put you on the two pounds. So in your brain, you can sort of work out logically why that person would have put on two pounds because they've actually just told you why. But if somebody says, I've absolutely followed the programme and I've, I've still put on two pounds, I don't understand why, you really yeah. would be lost. And you'd sort of say, okay, can you talk us through a day? And then you'd be trying to nitpick in that. You know, they'd say, well, I had bacon eggs. Oh, how did you cook your bacon? Did you fry it? Did you put some fat in there? Did you cut off all the visible fat? What about your egg? Was it fried or was it poached or was it this or was it that? Trying to sort of find a loophole in the diet whereby they could have put on two pounds. Now, bear in mind the whole thing that we've talked about, Connor, about they're getting weighed once on those scales at that moment in time on a Tuesday at 6.30, could mean that they just needed to go to the toilet and they were two pounds heavier than they were last week. It Correct. could be that they'd had the tea before they came and the week before they hadn't had the tea before Correct. they came. So it could be that they Hormones, were wearing a, card, a cardigan this time that they didn't last Clothes, time. Yeah. They got weighed. 
by the way, that never happens because in a Slimming World class, anybody who's ever been to Slimming World knows that every single person at every single week's class wears the same clothes that they wore the week before and the week before and the week before. <laughs> Regardless of whether they've lost three stone, they still wear the same clothes because they don't weigh wear anything else in case it affects the scale. They wear the same earrings, the same watch, the same <laughs> everything, right? Everything. That is 100% true. And I, I defy anybody to tell me who's been to a Slimming World class that they don't have a Slimming World weighing outfit. So that's a, that is a definite. But what I mean is, regardless of that, there could be 101 reasons why at that moment in time, on that day, they weigh two pounds heavier. And yet... You've got to try and drill down and find a reason why they will be heavier this week or even find a reason why they're the same this week as they were last week. When they tell you that they've followed the program to the letter, that is really, really hard because you have no nutritional or biological or whatever word you want to call it, knowledge or experience given to you by the company, you may well have got it yourself, you know, or from your own experiences, or you might have got a biology degree or something, who knows. But as a company, you really have got nothing to be able to help that person other than kindness and empathy and advice as to, well, that once happened to me. And then you'll, you'll sort of throw it out to the class and say to the class, has anybody else got any ideas? And then, of course, the class will come up with half of it. Oh, well, what I did when that happened to me was this and what I did. And suddenly the pressure's off and you think, oh, great, you know, I can move on to the next person now and, and hopefully they'll be all right next week. And then the week after, they might never come back to the class again or the week after they don't stay to the class or the week after they come back and they've lost a pound. So you, so everybody's like, oh, you must have done something right then. Did you take my piece of advice then? And that's that's how it goes on as a consultant. And that... I found really, really hard because, you know, I wanted to be a success as a consultant. I wanted my class to be, you know, to be happy and the best weight loss class ever and, and all the rest of it. And I used to, I've said this to you before, send little notes to people. I used to have these things printed that said, you know, tomorrow's another day and all this kind of stuff. I used to put stamps on them and send them off to people and everything. But it was only because I was a kind person rather than I had any kind of, knowledge to understand why that person might not be losing weight or why somebody else it seemed to be dropping off them even though they, they used to brag in class that they still have seven pints of lager on a Saturday night but they're still losing weight and everybody in the class is like how can that be when it's not a free food how can you have that and still be losing weight and I'd be there thinking don't know what to say don't know what to say because how can they how can they be losing weight if they're still having seven pints of lager on a Saturday night but of course, I understand so much more about all of that now. Of course, you can have your seven pints of lager on a Saturday night and still lose weight if you've counted it in your calorie hours for that day or that week. Yeah, or if that person had, even if they didn't know about their calorie intake, if they inadvertently created a large enough calorie deficit through the week through healthy eating um, or through their exercise or movement or whatever exactly. they did. Exactly. So that when they had the seven pints, a calorie deficit was still created over the entire week on average. Yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe they've got a lot of weight to lose and even drinking seven, maybe they drank seven pints, maybe before something, well, they used to drink 25 pints. Exactly. So maybe it's maybe it's still created a calorie deficit down. Yeah. So that is, that is one of the, it's understandable 
But that is one of the other big knocks on Slumming World that people often complain about. It's that the the consultants are not, um, well, they're not professional qualified nutritionists. And maybe like you said, don't have the physiology or um, weight loss or weight management training or expertise. But I also do understand because if you go to join Slumming World, you have to understand where you're going. You every, Everybody knows that that's the case. Everybody knows that the Slumming World consultant mm. is usually somebody that used to be a Slumming World member. Everybody knows they're not a professional nutritionist. So if you're, if you're going to the Slumming World consultant and asking them nutrition questions and metabolism questions and expecting good answers, it's like going to your Avon rep and treating them like a dermatologist. You're going Absolutely. to the... You're going, you're going to the wrong person, yeah. And this is this is why Slumming World have um, a cheap price as well because you have to understand what you're getting in for. You're, yeah. It's a it's a group. It's a it's a food quality improvement program with a rule book and somebody there to help you follow the rule book and you all try and do it like together as a group sort of thing. That's what it is. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but if you're if you're wanting actual professional nutrition advice and you want in professional support and to have these questions answered then so so i don't blame slumming world necessarily for i mean they could train the consultants better i don't know what it's like whether they've got time or whether they have the knowledge to answer these questions you know the people that run the up up sections of mm, it i don't even, mm. i don't even know what they know to even know if they could teach those the, the posit- a big positive though is that the people that run the classes by and large um, and it's, it, it didn't used to be a hundred percent of them, to be honest. And I always used to find that weird, but pretty much all of the Slimming World consultants, as you say, have been a member and yeah. have had success losing weight and yeah. therefore can empathize massively yeah. with people, especially me who tried every diet under the sun and done everything and, and felt as if I was incredibly knowledgeable from a weight loss perspective or from a how it must feel to be overweight perspective. So that kind of thing, I could really help people, you know, the fastening the seatbelts on the plane and all that kind of stuff. I could say, yep, yep, that's happened to me. Yep, yep, that's happened to me as well. So I could empathize and advise along the, well, what I did in those circumstances or what I've tried to do, sometimes from a mental, positive mental attitude perspective, that kind of thing. So I think I was very good at what I did, mainly because of my past experiences as an overweight person and a person who's had, you know, an amount of success losing weight. But that was nothing to do with Slimming World. I I just happened to be that person. And I know some people have sort of not Slimming World by the fact that some of their consultants are overweight themselves. But actually, a lot of members really like that. They really like it because they can see that the person that's talking to them is in their shoes or yeah. or is in the same boat as them. And I said to you, Connor, with all due respect to you, when I first met you, I thought, how can he understand my problem when he's so slim? Mm-hmm. He's so slim, he's so fit, he's a man, he's, you know, he's a nutritionist. Does he really understand what it's like to be a fat, overweight female? You know, seriously, I'm being honest here. You know, that was that really put me off when I first saw you. And to me, if I saw somebody come to me who was a bit chunky, a bit overweight, a sort of, you know, female, I guess a lot of the time, you know, then I think, oh, at least they're a bit like me. So they'll understand how I feel. Whereas I understand, and this may be wrong and it may be out of date information, but it used to be that to be a Weight Watchers consultant, you had to have reached your target weight and you had to continue to maintain that target weight or you lost your job. 
(laughs) But that was very different. And that was, I used to think, I don't really think I like that because they, I don't know what they're proving. Target weight, what? They had two pounds to lose and they lost it and they still have two pounds under. Or they had six stone to lose. They'd lost six stone and they're still maintaining it. What What does that really mean? And do, is that a person who once put on six stone, once lost it, and now is maintaining it? Still don't think that they'll understand what it's like being a yo-yo dieter. So... Mm. In some ways, I felt it more comforting when the consultant was overweight than I did when they weren't. I don't know what you think about any of that. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It, you can see it from you can see it from both perspectives. Some people like that, like you said, they feel like they've got a teammate who understands what it's like to be overweight because they can see that they also struggle with their weight. Um, yes. Some people, some people, like you said, also complain about that and they see it from the other perspective. Whereas if this person can't get their weight down or under control, then how are they supposed to help me get their Ex- weight down yep, or under control? Yep. To be honest, not, yeah, I can see both sides and none of them are correct. Um, technically, it's arguing ad hominem, which means arguing at the person, not at the actual problem or point where the person who's trying to help you, their weight has nothing to do with their ability to help you. If I mm. if I can eat if I can't eat well, that doesn't mean I can't eat. That doesn't mean I can't help you eat well. Like for example, the best basketball players and footballers in the world have coaches, don't they? Yes. The basket the basketball player's coach is not as good as the basketball player at basketball as the uh, actual player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Michael Jordan's basketball coach isn't better at basketball than Michael Jordan. Otherwise no. he'd be Michael Jordan. Wouldn't he? He'd yeah. be the best. He'd be yeah. Playing, yeah. Sometimes so it's a completely different thing. Some someone's own personal ability in a place or subject doesn't really show their ability to help you or not. So it's kind of, but so I can see it from both perspectives. I understand what you meant as well, where, where I've heard people say before that they would think that I don't understand yes. what it's like to lose weight or be healthy or, well, I don't know, or try to make health improvements. So I don't know what yeah, angle yeah, they're coming yeah. from um, because I'm not an overweight female. And again, that's not correct. Um, that doesn't mean it, it it's doesn't. It's absolutely not correct. Let me just put that right. That although <laughs> I thought that when I first met you, it is categorically... Yeah, incorrect categorically incorrect but that was my initial um impression you know but yeah, it's categorically yeah, some people wrong get the opposite some people get the yeah. opposite don't they um like i know a lot about muscle building for example like my muscle building science knowledge is like tip top <laughs> um, mm, but, mm. but i'm not i'm not the most muscly person and somebody but that doesn't mean i don't understand muscle building and how to exercise for muscle building i can literally coach bodybuilders but i'm not one i could never become one i yeah. just I literally couldn't do that. I don't have, that's not within my body's ability to become like one of those huge bulldog guys. <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't mean I don't yeah. know how to do it. But somebody who's looking for muscle building, they would probably go to a gym. And, you know, if you're trying to be jacked, you'd look for who's the most jacked personal trainer. Even, yes. even though that person who's got a lot of muscle as the personal trainer, they might have just been born that way. They might just yeah. do a little bit of training and not eat that well. And they just absolutely just get jacked really easy. That doesn't mean because they're big, they know how to help you get big. And because someone's no. small, no, you can, all slim people don't know how to coach overweight people into being slim. Do they? No. Just because someone's slim doesn't mean they can help you either. So, no, absolutely. It, it's, absolutely. It's, but it's perceived perceptions, isn't it? And it, it makes is. sense. It makes sense. It and I, I don't judge anybody for whichever way they think about any of it because it all makes sense from every angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we, if we can talk about how it works and why it works, I, yeah, I would be sure. interested in that because sure. 
My view on this is that all diets work for some people some of the time. Is, if it, is if I, it's a good I, diet, yeah, if it's a correct diet. I mean, we could have some yeah. awful diets, but yeah, let's take the sensible ones. Yeah, then, so, yes. so t- take the sensible ones. Even take the daft ones, you know, even the you know egg and grapefruit diet that I once sent you a, a thing on, you know, that you read and think it's absolutely ridiculous. How could anybody lose weight on that? Well, of course they could because at the end of it, it's very low calorie. It might be weird and wonderful and why would you have ice cream and beetroot and all this, that and the other and, and whatever. But when you add it all up, you're on like a few hundred calories a day. So at the end of the day, you're forced to lose weight. So predominantly, most diets that are out there, even though they seem ridiculous, some people will lose weight on them and most yeah. people will lose some weight on them. Yeah. I, I think with Slimming World, the the people that lose weight on it, this is my view, personal Lynn Robertson's okay. view. You know, this is just what I think. I think the people that lose weight are the people that don't do exactly what it says, as in they they cut down on massively on their eating. So I think that even though it says you can have two thirds of your plate piled high with chicken or whatever, they don't pile the plate high and they either don't pile it high because they're full and they don't actually want to eat that or that they don't necessarily like that food that is um, deemed to be free or that they actually tell themselves it can't possibly be true that you can eat all that amount and still lose weight. So they subconsciously or consciously actually cut down on what they're eating and therefore I think that they lose weight that I'm talking on an average person people who have got a lot to lose they could follow Slimming World and eat lots and lots of that healthy um, high protein low calorie ish food and lose weight much easier than somebody who's not got very much to lose at all. But I think most people who lose weight with it are not following it to the letter and are following it more to the, they actually do cut down massively on the food that they were eating before. I don't know what you'll think, Connor. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about the following the program exactly correctly part because obviously I've, I've not been a, um, a slimming world consultant but anybody mm. who loses weight must have cut down their food otherwise how would they have lost weight they must have yeah so, yeah. so it, it must have cut it down some way somehow i will say that slimming world do give a stipulation where you're not supposed to just like eat chicken breasts and broccoli until you feel sick you're supposed to no, stop when no, you feel full aren't you, you are Yes. Yeah. So the way that Slimming World works is basically it's a food quality improvement program. Yeah. That's basically what it is. That's basically the be all end all. That's the one liner. They don't say that, but that's what it is. It's a food quality improvement program. They give you a list of things that you're not really supposed to eat much of. That's all sins and everything else. And they give you all this stuff that you're supposed to eat and it's all the healthy stuff. Yeah. Basically, isn't it? And then they bank on, they hope, they bank on the fact that if you cut down on all the crap that you're eating and all the junk food and all this and that and all the sin, everything that's a sin. If you cut down on all that, all the processed food and you just start eating healthy foods, proteins, fibrous foods, low calorie foods, fruit and vegetables, they hope and bank on the fact that it cuts down your calories enough to lose weight. That's why, like I said at the beginning, Something world works, but it doesn't work for everyone because for some people that does work. Some people, they, they limit the amount of junk food that they eat and they just start eating 
more healthy foods and they encourage home cooking and stuff at Slimming World, don't they? Which is good. Yeah, they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. they do. They've got recipes and they encourage home cooking and they encourage you to make your own healthy versions of takeaways and all this kind of business. So they, they're just banking on the fact that if you stop with all the crap and all the takeaways and all the junk and you just limit that to like 15 cents per day, also known as a small amount, um, and you just start home cooking foods and eating healthy foods, that it cuts down your calorie intake enough that you'll lose weight even if you eat until you're satisfied and full. The problem with that is it's not always true. Um, yeah. Some people, like, I can eat a lot of meat and eggs. Like, I can eat, if you, if you give me poached eggs on toast, I can have six eggs easily and I'll love it. I'll have a great time. And that's like 600 calories, not including anything else. And I can, yeah. eat, I, I can eat half a roast beef joint or like you said, two full massive, a, a full roast chicken on a Sunday dinner. I could... I wouldn't yeah. be that, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be that difficult for me to eat that, you know. So some people love eating carbs and pasta and stuff like this. We know now if you take into account nutrition and um, everything we understand now that some people's hunger and satiety signals are just different as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like some people can eat for a lot longer than other people without feeling full. This is a real thing. Some people's yeah. bodies don't send them the the proper fullness or satiety signals so if you say mm. to if you say to some people eat all this plain healthy food because they try and make it plain as well don't they all the foods at slumming world yes food. yes y yeah so it's they're trying to make it less palatable for you um essentially so that you don't want to eat as much for it that's why they had to ban those muller lights because they were too nice people were loving them and going yeah. going wild with it so they're trying they're trying to say if you eat all this plain healthy food, which is good. It's just a food quality improvement program. It's a yeah, healthy diet, yeah. Southern World. You can't knock it for that. It's a healthy diet. Um, then they're hoping that it cuts down your calorie intake enough. But for people that have slower metabolisms or lower calorie maintenances, for whatever reason, if you've got polycystic ovary syndrome, if you've got low thyroid, if you're not very tall, if you're not very active, if you've not got much weight to lose or anything like this, that, or if you're a very hungry person or a person that loves to eat a load of pasta, like pasta, you can eat it forever and it never fills you up or rice. You love it. Or, you know, even potatoes. Um, I can eat a lot of potatoes as well. I don't know why I tend to like that or a lot of meat. Then it might not work for you because you might, it might not, despite the food quality improvements, reduce your calorie intake enough to actually lose weight. Or the other thing that happens sometimes is it reduces people's calorie intake a bit and they lose weight. Let's say, from 18 stone down to 16 stone or something. And then it stops because yep. it's reduced the, it's reduced the calorie intake a bit, but it's not reduced the calorie intake enough to get them down to their goal, which might actually be something like 12 stone or something. If you understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I everything you've said, I agree with, of, of course I, you know, it's, it makes sense. The thing I don't understand is how, how they can say that pasta, rice, potatoes, you can eat all those unlimited, because they really are high-calorie foods, aren't they? To eat in Quite high-calorie, yeah. Not, not the highest-calorie foods ever, but if you were going to rank foods on calorie value, they're pretty up there, yeah. They're pretty up there, yeah. And I don't know whether you still can have the pasta and sauce and the, the savoury rice packets freely as well, but you used to be able to, and they're, they're really high-calorie and I can remember um, Sue in our programme saying that she used to eat like, a packet of pasta and sauce like for a break in the morning and two packets of pasta and sauce at, at lunchtime and then another one like in a break in the afternoon because it was all free and that was outside of her meals almost. And, right, you yeah. know, they were like snacks, I think, and they're hundreds of calories per, per sachet. 
So uh, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Let's um, let's think about it like this. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry, mm-hmm. I apologize. Um, let's think. They're, they're thinking about it from from this angle. Before a person joins Slimming World, when you're not yeah. dieting, let's say you're not yeah. dieting, you're eating as much food as you want per day because you're just eating whatever food you want. You're not dieting, mm. and you're eating whatever you want per day. And I'm yeah. not saying that, that I'm not saying that means that people are absolutely just gorging cake for every single meal, or just no. have the worst. I'm not saying you have the worst quality diet ever if you're in this situation. But if no. you're not dieting and you're not thinking about food and you're not controlling your own food or nobody's telling you what you should or shouldn't yeah, eat, etc. Yeah. You're not enjoying one of these programs. You eat as much as you want per day. You just think, what do I fancy for breakfast and how much do I fancy of it? You think yes. lunch, what do I fancy? How much do I fancy of it? And you think evening meal, what do I fancy and how much do I fancy of it? So you're eating yes. whatever you want in however much quantity you want. Now what Slimming World want you to do is eat as much as you want, but of whatever they want you to eat, not what you want to eat. What you want to eat is cancelled. We're not doing yes. that anymore. You can continue eating as much as you want, continue eating what you were eating before to, in terms of volume, but now you're eating what we want and we only want you to eat low-calorie stuff. This is me talking as Slimming World. They're, yeah. they're, on, they're only giving you high-fibre, high-protein and low-calorie density food. So they're banking on the fact that you used to eat loads of medium quality stuff let's say then then they're going to switch you to loads of good quality foods that have got low calories and then again they're banking on the fact they are crossing their fingers because there is no guarantees that this will work this is why something world works but it doesn't work for everyone they're banking on the fact that will reduce your calorie intake enough to get you down to the weight that you want to be that is not necessarily the case um because again they're a food quality improvement program but we really know from science that the actual thing that makes a difference for what you weigh is the food quantity it's actually the calorie not in terms of the the food volume that you eat but in terms of the calorie value inside the food so they are controlling a variable that you can control and we also do this on the six step to slim our third step to slim is food quality improvement isn't it it's healthy eating yeah but they ignore the biggest factor, which is not whether you eat healthy or not, or how many sins you have, or whether this is free or not, how many, what your calorie intake is, how many calories you have per day, that determines your body fat level. That determines how much you weigh in terms of body fat and sort of all that type of stuff that we want to change. So they, they control food quality, but not quantity. When that can work for some people, some people, yeah, you can just eat healthy and your weight will come down. You just cut down the crap by just calling it sins and limiting it to a small mm-hmm. amount per day, that'll work. But just not for everyone, that's all. Um, not yeah. for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like you say, we could we could talk about it forever. And, um, you know, I, I always think about my mum, who I've talked about before, who's been a Slimming World member forever. <laughs> it's like she used to come to my classes when I used to run them 20-odd years ago, and she's still going now. And for my mum... I, I truly think it's a social, it's a social thing, you know, it's somewhere to go on a, th- <laughs> on a Thursday morning and meet her friends and, and what have you. But we often have conversations almost on a weekly basis as to why she's put on one this week and why she might have lost one this week and what have you. And, you know, my mom is one of those people that you mentioned who is never full. She's not, she's not got a full gene yeah. in a body or whatever she seriously hasn't yeah. yeah and um you know if she's got a plate in front of her she eats until it's gone every single time and then could always eat more so she has got that i'll say problem in inverted commas uh, but sometimes you know she'll say to me i've put on a pound this week i don't understand it i don't know what i'm doing wrong and i'll say to her just run me through you know what you had yesterday what you had the day before 
oh god she eats loads loads and loads and loads and she's quite immobile she walks yeah. with a stick and what have you you know she'll say that she's she i never sit down i never sit down which she doesn't to be fair she's active but immobile if you know what i mean she walks around mm. her flat with a stick but if you added up the number of steps she'd actually done and how physically active she is it's you know a thousand steps a day or something so she mm. doesn't do do much in in that way but you know she'll say to me well you know i i had my 45 grams of old bran in the morning and that's my b choice you know so i don't have to count that and I had me measured milk, and that's me HA, so I don't have to count that. But because you've said I've got to have some protein, I've now started having three scrambled eggs as well. <laughs> Things like that. And I go, <laughs> All right, okay, let me just add up what your breakfast added up to. 700 then. calories. 700, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking 700, that's on your breakfast. And so she's blaming me now because I've said you need to have some protein in there. So she's chucked three eggs in Which there. Which is a good idea know? for an elderly person. That's not a bad shout <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, but that's, that's a good shout. That, that's breakfast, you know. Then she's like, and then my lunch, you know, I have a salad. And I'll go like, you know, well, what's in your salad? Well, because you've said I have to have lots of protein, I usually have six or eight or ten crab sticks. Then I usually have um, uh, um, some ham. Then I've started having a couple of boiled eggs as well um, so that that's up my protein. Then I have this and that. And then I just have a sprinkling of salad cream and a sprinkling of Bramston pickle. And this, that, that. And I'm thinking, oh, God, that's another five or six hundred there sort of thing. Then, mm. said, then I have my fruit and that's free. And then I have half a muller light yogurt and that's only quarter of a sin because it's a half per day. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and quarter we'll go of a sin. Of course it was it. Then we go on like this. I said, what about your salad cream and your Bramston pickle? You've got to count that, haven't you? Oh, yeah, but that were only a sprinkling. So that's like, you know, whatever that comes to. Then she goes on to her evening meal where she has a proper cooked meal. Then she has supper. She has like four meals a day and a supper will be like a repeat of her breakfast. I think... And I've added it up, and sometimes it's like nearly 3,000 calories that she's had, mm. and she's dieting, and she's small as well. She's a really small, like four foot something. Yeah, this is what we're talking about, isn't it? Some people can eat a lot of food, and she is following the plan. She's, she's following the just plan. La- yeah, she's just laid out every single thing. She's following the plan. She's got a free, yeah. she's got a sins counter, and she's got a he- her extras are in there. She's, yeah. she's doing it all, but it's just it's not it's just not working for her. It's just for some too people, much these- food. It's too much food. It, it just is. You know, there's, there's no two ways about it. it. She's eating too much for her body. Um, if the weight's but, higher than she wants it to be, that must be happening. That's the only answer it could possibly be. Yes, yes. But it's yeah. very hard, very hard for, to, for me to talk to someone who is so ingrained in the slimming world and so, um, you know, so, so much of a believer and and also, you know, what she's eating is healthy. You know, I'm not saying it's not, you know, she's not saying, I'd, you know, I four, Twix, four Twix bars and five bags of crisps and a bottle of wine, you know. You're not saying that. And and therefore, you know, as a woman at 80-odd year old, I think good for you that you're eating all this lovely stuff and, you know, that you, you're, you know, healthy sort of thing. But don't think you're going to lose weight by doing it. That's the thing. You know, you're not going to lose weight by eating that that many calories when you when you're small and and inactive you're just not going to lose weight on it but i'm fighting the losing battle <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah you can you can only help and coach people who want to be helped and talk yeah. can't you um yeah so if she yeah. starts asking you questions about what's going wrong and why she's not losing weight then that'd be the time to educate like i yeah. don't go around telling people that they're eating the wrong thing so until until people contact me and ask me to, to have a look at what they're eating and help them. I don't go around 
bothering no. people because people no people are not receptive um so yeah. so lynn soon um i've got to go on a zoom meeting with the okay, six nope. steps to slim members and see what's happening with people's goals for next week etc yeah. so can i go through a little summary of the notes i've got down and yes this podcast could have been twice as long because i've got a thousand notes that we didn't go through <laughs> yeah, so have I. so have I as well yeah 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 um but I've got four categories of what do people like about Slimming World, what don't people like, what do I like, and what don't I like. And I'm not going to go into any significant detail in any of these, but I feel like we've covered probably most of them, at least at some point through this conversation. So what what do people like about Slimming World? What makes it popular? Um, well, like a little summary of what uh, an article they have online. They have a lot of articles online. Um, it said no counting calories, no portion control and never be hungry. That was like a sales line that they used on the website. And people like the sound of that, don't they? Calorie counting yeah. is boring. Everyone understands. Yeah. You don't have to c- control your portions. You can eat whatever you want. Like you said, Oh, all right then. And you'll never be hungry. Oh, that sounds nice. Doesn't it? People hate being yeah. hungry. Who, yeah. who wants to be hungry? Especially people sort of I don't know, synonymize. They think it's the same thing, dieting and hungry, which is not the case. If you're overly hungry on the diet, you're probably doing it wrong or you've probably chosen a diet that's too extreme for you. But they yeah, use that as a yeah. nice sales pitch and that attracts people, doesn't it? The free foods, the never being hungry, you can eat as much as you want. You can still have treats in there too. And I've got that yeah. as written, written as one of my positives. I think that's good that they do. You need to allow people to eat at least some of the foods that they yes. like and want to eat. Otherwise, it's not going to work. People like the Slumming World groups. Not everyone, but the group aspects, definitely positive overall. Do they go about it in the exact best ways? Maybe not. Should you be going around the group reading out what everybody's weigh-ins were? Probably not. Um, Should you be asking people if they, in public in front of everyone, with only about 30 seconds or a minute to go through it, what they think's happened and what... Maybe not, you know, should you be asking people to predict what weight they're going to lose next week? No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you can't predict what your weight's going to, what you're going to weigh next week, even if you predict what you're going to eat. So that's, I like more what you said about the action goals. You said somebody is allowed to say, I'm going yeah. to walk more. That's a better yeah. goal than trying yeah. to act like Mystic Meg, like you're going to predict yeah. what you're going to weigh next yeah. week. Let's be real. By the way, let me just correct you on just one thing. You don't ever mention anybody's actual weight. When you go around, and at any point, you only mentioned the change in weight, you know, up, oh, down. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant, yeah, up or down, yeah. 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 That's what I, yeah. sorry, that's what yeah, I it's, meant, it's yeah. very clear that, that nobody would ever know what you weighed. That is a that is a definite part of their policy. To be honest, I still think it's a poor idea going around asking people or tell, reading out what they've oh, I do. lost oh, I do. or not yeah. lost, because it makes it seem like a competition. Yeah. It makes it seem, and, and then everybody, you clap for the people that have lost pounds and i bet the more pounds people have lost the more claps they get i bet people yeah. are like "Ooh, if you've lost seven so this yeah. this is making it seem like if you've not lost weight every week that you're not doing as good as other people it's yeah. making it seem like a competition and a comparison when it's not what, well what it is somebody a competition else, you get slimmer of the week and slimmer of well, the month so it is a well, competition I know this, this is yeah, one of my that's gripes a, that's a whole different loss. subject that we could talk about but yes carry on carry on that's one of my gripes i've got written down literally that the 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 weekly weigh-in and the comparison to the week before and then the comparison to other people and what they've done this is all negative this doesn't help yeah. at all maybe they maybe they try and think that it's going to be a positive thing to like spur people on and you can and obviously it is nice to see people's successes but if you're not getting success one lady commented in our group that she didn't used to go to the group if she knew that she'd gained that week or not yeah. eating well yeah because yeah. she didn't want it to be read out and then asked why yeah. And she's like, people, what, what, someone said it felt like detention sometimes. Yeah. Like getting, yeah. yeah so, 
is that part necessarily the best? No, but is a group thing necessary? Well, we, we have a group because I understood that people do like the group. It is useful for the reasons you said. It's good yeah. to hear people's success stories. You will learn from other people's successes and struggles. Yeah. People will say, oh, I've, I've done this and this week and it was really good actually. Or, oh, I found I was really hungry, but I pushed through and then for the next few days, it wasn't that bad, you know, you know stuff like that. And you think, yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah. 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 So the group aspect's very good. Um, people and, like and, the it is a, and it is a social thing. You know, the yeah. same as ours is, you know, lots Correct. of people have made friends outside of our group as the same as people had start, you know, making friendship groups and that. So it's a very social thing that's, you know, positive. But that is most groups have that if it's a group thing. Um, yeah, not all are as positive as ours, you know. People are shocked at how, how positive and friendly and, um, I don't know, not competitive our group is because we don't set it up like mm. that, do we? No, one, no one's copying anybody else's goals. We don't have a rule book that everybody's following. Nobody comments how much weight they've lost or not lost or anything like that. They can say it if they want to, but you don't have to explain what you have or haven't done to anybody else when it's not their business. You don't have to yeah. admit, like I'm going on the Zoom meeting, but I am not going to go around the people on the Zoom meeting and ask them how much weight they've lost or not lost. If they want to talk about it, of course we can. And some people will say that they've lost good weight and be happy about it. And, and people every single week volunteer to say that they've struggled and try to talk about why, don't they? And, and try to yes. get support. So we do do that, but it's not forced. So yeah, I, I, I definitely copied the group aspect from Slumming World and Weight Watchers, these groups that they do mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. when creating my fat loss program, but took out the parts that I'd been told people perceived were perceiving negatively and that I didn't think were the best idea either. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got people like the, the access of Slumming World because there's flipping five Slumming World groups in every single city or whatever there is. <laughs> yeah. You can, yeah. you can get Slumming World anywhere. That's good. It's a cheap price. That's good. Mm -hmm. You can't, it's like 20 quid a month or something. That's, that's really as rock bottom cheap as it can possibly get. Um, isn't it? And yes, that, that does reflect a little bit on the fact that it is a group coaching program. It's not personalized. You don't get personalized support. You're not getting professional personalized individual sport either, but that's what you get when you pay 20 quid a month. You can't even get half an hour massage for 20 quid. (laughs) Never mind. It's like you get two cocktails for 20 quid. If, if if the maximum someone values their health coaching and life change at for their health is 20 quid, then I don't know. Um, people like that it's familiar because people have been back and forth to Slumming World. It's always the same. There's the same yeah. people. You can go to different Slumming World groups and you expect the same program and plan. So if you're thinking, of what program should I join? You know what you're going to get with Slumming World, essentially, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, I've got the P- I've got the Slumming World um, account for people's main fears. Slumming World account for people don't want to be hungry, restricted, or have too many cravings. I think, in my opinion, those are people's three main sort of worries or issues or concerns when dieting, hunger, cravings, and restriction. And something will try and account for these. They tell you, at least in the marketing, that you're never going to be hungry. They let you eat some of the things, even though it's sinned and it's like limited quantity yeah. of the things yeah. that you enjoy. And they don't restrict the portions of the things that you have. So they've got a good sales pitch, essentially. They, they've yeah. thought out what, what do people not like about dieting? All right, let's tell people that, those, that we don't have to do those things. Um, and I've got written down that people like the Slumming World snacks that they sell as well, those fucking skinny whip bars. 
<laughs> oh, they don't sell skinny weight bars. <laughs> what, what, what is, well, high what fiber the, bars. High fiber high fi- bars. High fiber. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. Right. So, some maybe ones from Aldi or something. You can get a bar yeah, You can get skinny weight skinny weight from yeah. Aldi or Home Home <laughs> yeah, Bar somewhere. Awesome, yeah, I'm getting it confused. But those little Slimming no. World snacks. Some people just go to Slimming World to get weighed, buy the snacks, and leave, don't they? <laughs> oh yeah, and some people go to Slimming World, buy the snacks for other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well, don't go agree. to Slimming World, but still not like their snacks. So yeah, yeah. All right, I've got what don't people like about Slimming World? What are some people's gripes? We've been through basically all of these. Lack of professional support is a big thing that's complained about, um, and the lack of the ability for the consultants to answer your actual questions. But again, if you've got actual nutrition questions, you need to hire an actual nutritionist. Not yeah. don't go. Yeah, so you need to understand what you're getting yourself into when you go when you go to Slimming World because you're not hiring a nutritionist or really going to a nutrition mm-hmm. program. You're going to see a consultant who'll give you a book, which is not a bad thing. It's just what it is. Um, people sometimes don't like the lack of support in between, like you've said. Now, now yes, that's changed a little bit, but um, in the Slimming World group meeting, well, I'll give you a different example. You know, in our group, if someone's got a problem, I will talk mm-hmm. to them about that problem and it'll probably take me an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the, I, I will. All of our members can book calls with me, can't they? And they do every single week. Different people do, yeah. and I'll, I'll chat to people, yeah, about why they're struggling with the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it'll take an hour, literally, for us to go through it. What, what's been going on? How, how have they been feeling? What have they been eating? Why have they been struggling? Then we need to come to some sort of plan of improvement or some little things that we can try to hopefully make things easier for them hopefully we get some motivation there as well so they're feeling a bit better about the entire situation that'll take me an hour in a a one hour slimming world group meeting with like 30 to 50 people there however many there's going to be you can't get that individualized attention um but but again if you want individualized attention you need to hire an actual nutritionist don't you You need to hire an actual private nutritionist so i'm not not necessarily knocking slimming world for that it's kind of it's kind of the member's fault if they expect individualized attention but don't hire the proper person to do the job um sometimes people don't like the lack of personalization like it's it's everybody gets the same rules essentially at slumming world isn't it um one lady yeah you get you get slightly different rules if it's a child slightly different rules if the person's pregnant you know things things this this real specific i should hope so yeah but but other than that um everybody is does tend to be group together oh men men slightly different to women men have more sins than women things like that but predominantly within those groups that are left then um it's it's the same rules for everybody yeah i agree and that 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 does work for some people and they do advertise it as everybody gets the same rules so again if you join something world and you and you've got an individual issue like a lot of people who come to see me have got either polycystic ovary syndrome or diabetes or low thyroid or slow metabolism or chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or something you know something going on if you're going to slimming world and you're expecting them to account for that you're going to the wrong place because that's not what they do they've got a plan you can either follow it or you don't have to they don't force you you don't you're not like dragged there kicking and screaming they've got a plan it's pre-made if you like it Mm -hmm. you can do it if you don't like it don't do it um Mm -hmm. So does it work for everyone? No. Does it work for people in those specific situations I just outlined? Not always. So again, it's not a knock on them. It's just how their program is. 
um, but it's not an individualized program. Some people, again, complain about the lack of food education, but again, it's not a food education program. It's a food quality improvement program, and you either like it or lump it. They don't, they don't claim to do food, huge food education or anything like that. That's more like what we do on our program. We focus more on that. Um, some people complain about lack of consistency in the results, which is fair. Because again, they don't control your calorie intake and your calorie intake determines your weight loss results. So they're not controlling the weight loss result directly. So some weeks you'll lose weight, some weeks you won't. Sometimes you lose weight, sometimes you don't. Um, it's also not guaranteed results, even though they do say that. They do hammer people that if you follow the program, it will work. It won't necessarily work. That's not necessarily true. Because you could eat a lot of free foods, if, again, if, especially if you've got a slow metabolism or you're not very tall or you're quite small or have not got much weight to lose in Different ways you could still eat too many calories of healthy foods quite easily. Um, and then some last one, some people complain about a group positivity bias. And I think this is what you mentioned, where the people who are doing well get clapped for and asked how they've done well. And the people who don't... So you maybe didn't do this because you're, you're a, a caring person um, and tried to be the best consultant you could be which is why now I'm, I'm glad why I've stolen you. <laughs> and, now, and now you help us because you are an excellent coach. But a lot of people complain at Slumming World that if you don't do well, then the consultant will skip over you because they, they don't want to get into that awkward situation that you at least got yourself into and tried to help them yeah. come to some sort of answer, even though it's yeah. awkward for you and them and the group. Yeah. And you've only got a minute or two, but you, tr yes. you told me you tried to dig into what had gone on to try yeah. and help them at least learn something or figure out a different plan next week. I've heard many, many times that a lot of Slum and World consultants don't want to get into that awkward situation. So they just kind of skip over mm. and just say, oh, well, try again. And then go on to the next person, you know. If, yeah. um, oh, make sure you yeah. eat your sins. That's another one, isn't it? That's one we didn't mention. Yeah. When Slum and World I know you won't, you won't, you won't lose weight if you haven't eaten your sins. That makes yeah. literally zero sense. No, <laughs> That's just not, no, it's non, no. You won't lose weight if you don't eat enough junk food. All right yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right then. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think just, just one other thing to say though, in, in relation to all of the things that you're saying is the the quality of the class really, really does depend on the quality of, of the consult. Of oh the my consultant. God, 100%. Yeah, and, and although everybody presumably receives the same training, they're, they're a bunch of human beings at the end of the day with a yeah. bunch of experiences, uh, yeah. life experiences themselves. And yeah. you can hear various different people saying, oh, I don't, don't go to that class. She's not very good, that consultant. Or oh, I prefer to go to this class because she's yeah. this. Or, I'm saying she. There are obviously some male consultants as well, but they're primarily mm -hmm. uh, women. But, yeah, a lot of it just does depend on the person who is – was running the class and you can't you can't say that that's slim and will's fault or or um he's good he's good on their side it's um it's just luck really who you end up with i guess um yes i guess so i like you said they, they will train everybody the same they will i assume choose people who they think are going to be good consultants but like you said some people are still on their own weight loss journey no one's a professional nutritionist as a consultant no, so nobody no. nobody's got no one's got official training some people they've, they've got other jobs and yeah, families well, mostly, and, mostly yeah, yeah kids um I, I can give more support to my members because i have no kids and it's my full-time job literally that's not yeah. yeah if i had children and flipping i don't know another <laughs> job I don't even know how I'd, the group wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that. There's no way I'd no. be able to do what I do inside no. the group. It, it takes me 
unbelievable amount of time. Um, so yeah, I agree. It comes down to the quality of the coach, and it's and it, it's also an individual person. Like a lot of people won't like me. They might think, "What? He just, you know, I might I might, I might seem not pleasing to many people." It, but that doesn't mean it's true. That doesn't mean I'm not a good coach. Some people just won't like my coaching style and will like other people. Mm. So if you hear that, oh, Sandra's not a good Slimming World rep, well, that's only your opinion. I'm sure yes. Sandra's got some clients who are doing well. You know, yeah. they might think yeah. Sandra's really nice. Yeah, you know? yeah, so it, exactly. So you, yeah. yeah, so it's different things. Um, what do I like then about Slumming World as a professional? I like that they've got a group. That's a smart idea. I like the accessibility of it, and they've got an online section too. So I like that there's Slumming World classes all over the country. That's flipping great. If you want to join Slumming World, you can, basically, no matter wherever you are. That's really good. I like that they're helping people with weight loss and health. I think that's always positive. They're trying to get people... To just eat healthier, they're just a food quality improvement program. Again, is that the only thing you can do? No. Does it work for everybody? No. But is it a good thing? Yes. You can't really you can't really knock them for trying to get people to limit junk and processed foods and eat more healthy stuff and cook your own home foods. That's decent. It does help people for sure. People do lose weight. Um, I like that they allow for treats and some food flexibility. So they don't tell you exactly you must eat this at this time. You must have this exact meal. And they do let you have sins and stuff even again is it looking at it in the best way not necessarily but are they at least allowing you some of the things that you like yes they are which makes it better than some other programs there are some other programs where they're just like they don't let you eat any of the foods that you like at all they're all cancelled so it's not as hardcore as them um and i like that it focuses on protein and vegetables as well um because that's always good isn't it they should be really the the crooks or cornerstones of most healthy diets really um should have good protein and good vegetables. Yeah. What don't I like about Slimming World as a professional? Um, the, the, again, we've been through most of these, but the prof- the non-professional consultants or the training for the consultants is not necessarily the best. But again, as a Slimming World member, you have to understand what you're getting yourself in for when you go there because they don't advertise it as something it's not. People just sometimes expect more than they're actually going to get. Sometimes people go to Slimming World and they expect individual attention and for the person to be a professional and for them to have their questions answered and to get this amazing support. And it's like, not really, okay? They've got 1 million members. So who do you think you are? You're one in 1 million of their clients. So you're not going to get individual attention. And it's 20 pounds per month, which it's like, you can't even order a takeaway for 20 quid per month. You'll spend more than that on three kebabs. So it's like... Mm -hmm. It's just what it is. Um, I don't. I don't think it's the best that the program is not adjusted for people as they lose weight or as time goes on. Like one of their main rules is that you can eat as much as you want for free until you're full. Basically, isn't it? What yeah. again? They're not accounting for the fact that some people never really get full, and the more weight you lose in a row without stopping, diet fatigue builds and hunger levels build with that, and satiety falls. So this screws people up on Slimming World. They do not take into account that as people diet and lose weight, satiety, fullness levels drop, and hunger levels increase. So the amount of food that somebody can eat before they feel full goes up as they diet. It's literally it's called metabolic adaptation. So this is why some people lose a couple of stone on Slimming World and then it stops working. It's not because the program's changed. It's because they're they're still following the program, but the amount of food they can actually eat before they get full has gone way, way up because they've been losing weight and that's how it works. So we account for this on our program. We adjust people's food intakes. We adjust for people's protein intakes and we have anti-hunger tactics and tools that we employ at different times when this starts to happen and we use direct calorie control to make sure the results continue 
you know? So I think that's one of my little issues with it. Maybe they could be more, they could be more adjustable. Um, they don't offer guaranteed results, which again, it's just a food quality improvement program. They just bank on the fact that they hope your calorie intake reduces enough to lose your weight. They don't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to, um, I don't think it's the best idea that they expect you to lose weight every week or the, or the weight loss prediction, because we know, I know we didn't talk about this specifically, but we know that due to water retention and hormones and weight variance, that there's a lot more things that you're checking when you step on the scale that doesn't show you how much body fat you have, does it? It shows yeah. you how much everything you've got and the body's 70 to 80% water for a start. So when you weigh yourself, you're mostly checking your hydration levels, not what you weigh it. So when, when, yeah. when somebody says my weight's gone up two pounds and somebody asks them, oh, what did you eat to cause that? Maybe they didn't eat anything to cause that because your weight doesn't only change on what you've eaten. Let's not be ridiculous. No. No. So, no, so when, you, when you're correlating those two things, it's not the best way to look at it. So I don't think that the weight loss being expected every week or asking people how much weight they think they're going to lose next week is a good idea. The weekly weigh-ins, not a good idea. Nobody agrees with this. I don't know if it's this is just a slumming world thing. I don't really know anybody that does weekly weigh-ins in the world except slumming world. Um, people just think that's the norm because they think slumming world's the norm because it's the most popular. So people base their experience of dieting and how it's going to go and what it's going to be like on slumming world as a baseline. So they think weighing in once a week's normal. No one does this. It's better if you weigh in more like two to three times per week or like every two months. <laughs> it's better if you do it either more or less um than once per week and again i'm not going to go into why because that'll just be a different 10 minute conversation we've already been through this one i didn't like necessarily the good versus bad food the free versus sin whole thing mm. that gives that gives uh, an incorrect connotation about what foods are good and what foods are bad and this causes some people issues even after they leave slumming world they still think in good versus bad foods and then start beating themselves up when they've eaten the bad foods and I spend half of my life trying to untrain people that there's not good and bad foods. There's just higher and lower calorie foods and we can eat all of them in balance and it will be fine. Um, I've already been through this, but it doesn't work for people with slower metabolism. It doesn't always, I should say, work for people with slower metabolisms or lower calorie maintenances for whatever reason, some of which I've outlined previously in the podcast. Um, and I've already said this one as well, that it makes weight loss seem like a competition or a comparison between the other people in the group sometimes. I don't think they do that intentionally necessarily, but that's how people perceive it, definitely. And you you really want to lose weight every week so that you get clapped and so that you don't get asked what you did wrong. And then if you say you don't know what you did wrong, then you look dumb. <laughs> and this mm. is how people feel. That, yeah, you don't even know what you ate wrong. What do you even mean? This is how, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm not saying that's true, but that's how people have told me that they felt literally throughout the program. Um, so those are the things I thought could be improved. So I took the things when designing some society literally that I did like, like the groups and that it's food quality improvements, a good thing. We should definitely allow people treats. I agree. We should definitely focus on protein and veg and healthy eating and home cooking. I agree. Processed foods and junk foods could be limited. That would be a good idea. Yeah, that's all good. Um, and then I discarded all the things that I didn't like about that program, hopefully to create something a little bit better. Mm. What, do you, mm. what, what do you think overall to any of that then? Or Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for, for me to say any more than I've already said because, you know, I have been a member 
many times. I've been successful as a member and I've been unsuccessful as a member. I was a consultant. I think I was a good one. Uh, I had, you know, lots of positive um, feedback on being a consultant. And I also had some huge success stories amongst my members. And then I had lots of people that didn't, you know, that were like me, went to the class, lost weight, stopped going, put it all back on again, blah, 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 blah. But that'll happen in your program. It'll happen in other people's programs. You know, people drop by the wayside for hundreds of different reasons. So I think, you know, I think everything, you've said is is sort of your view but I agree with most of it and I, I come back again to what I said right at the beginning that you know all slimming programs work for most people most of the time it's finding one that suits you and that as you've said before that people know what they're getting you know slimming world wouldn't have all these members and wouldn't have you know such success if they didn't have a, a successful program the same with Weight Watchers the same with Cambridge the same with everything else you have to find one that you understand that you um gel or get on with the um consultant or the leader or whichever way it is and that it works for you and um for me as you know you know I'm sort of preaching preaching to the converters saying this to you but you know to me that is what I've found in this program that I need to understand about things I understand about this program I understand that there's nothing special about it as in you've not invented it or created it or made it up or it's not not new some newfangled idea it's you know basic if you, uh, you know, eat, eat below your um, metabolism level or eat between, below your maintenance level, as we call it, then you'll lose weight. And if you eat at maintenance level, you'll stay the same. And if you eat more, you'll put on weight. And that is that is it. And, and it, it makes sense to me. And um, I, I like everything about it. I like the way the group works. I like the fact that I don't go and get weighed in front of somebody once a week you know all, all of all of that and I could carry on forever because I've got lots of other things written down but I think we've pretty much talked about everything and and there will be you know people who will come and go in all programs I think you know I'm sure that you've got people in in the Slim Society who have rejoined and rejoined again you know because for whatever reason life has got in the way and they've um, you know not found that they've been able to do this program on this occasion uh, and doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the program. It's just that it's not been for them at that point in time. So um, I think that, I think that's the summary, like, you know, it, everything suits everybody, but you've got to find the one that is most suitable to you at this moment in your life. Yeah. I liked what you said there. Um, all programs theoretically work for people don't they? Like theoretically, they all, any good fat loss or weight management program should reduce your calorie intake below that maintenance level and cause weight loss. It's just yeah. about finding the one that works for you. You're exactly right. There's yeah. a million different ways of healthy eating. There's a million different ways of creating a calorie deficit. It's all different paths along the same journey to a similar destination. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right then. Well, I need to set things up because I'm going to be late if I don't hurry up in 10 minutes. Yeah. I have to be on um, <laughs> one of the Zoom meetings with the Six Steps of Slim members. We should have yeah. booked five hours for this podcast. We should. So we could. Yeah, because I just rushed through a lot of my points at the end there. But hopefully people enjoyed this conversation. If you did, leave us on a comment. If you like the podcast, rate it on the platform that you are on. If and you so would, please. We really appreciate it. You can share it with your friends as well, but leave us on a comment. Um, and we'll, we'll see you again soon. We're 
we're here every week at the Slum Society Show with, I don't know, one to three episodes per week, depending on what happens. So give us a subscribe, give us a follow, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you so much, Lynn. Okay, thanks, Connor. Bye. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye, bye, bye.